Rosie and Bill Show wish to thank our partners in Positivity Primary Sponsors. The Roselli Agency, based in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, Brian and his team of insurance professionals have been serving the needs of Chester County for more than two decades. The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in tailoring the right insurance policy for the right client and exceeding expectations every time. Welcome everyone to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week is living proof that passion and determination can help you overcome whatever life throws at you. He captured the hearts of millions around the world with his one-of-a-kind audition for season 17 of American Idol, and he's been winning over fans ever since. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show singer, songwriter, and proud Georgia native, Ethan Payne. Ethan, welcome to the show. What's up, y'all? How are y'all? We're doing great. We're happy to have you here. Ethan, you know, you have endured a lot of adversity in your life, in addition to the success that you have reaped in the past number of years. And you're pretty young, so there's a long way to go and, and much more success to come. But long before your success on Idol, and long before you picked up that first guitar at the age of eight, as your, I think it was a Christmas present, right? Yes, it was. You were dealt a pretty rough hand before the age of two with some health challenges. Can you share that with our audience? What happened and how did that impact your life? So when I was younger, um, at 18 months old, I was diagnosed uh, with a lung disease called cystic fibrosis. Um, and most people think it's just lung, but it can it can kind of mess with the pancreas as well. Um, and... Um, my brother had been diagnosed with it, so I went and, and had got tested as well. Uh, my, my parents had me tested and I tested positive for it. Um, and, you know, when when I was younger, I was in and out of the hospital a lot uh, with, you know, you know, built up fluid um, from being sick. Not knowing, you know, the, the doctors always had told me that. You know, he's going to need to be doing breathing treatments every day. He's going to be needing to take this and that. And I guess, you know, as you said, it's, it's living proof of a, of a miracle because the fact that I can even go out and perform and, and, and write and sing and stuff is just crazy. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't usually get to talk about it a lot, but it it definitely wasn't easy growing up um, with a lung disease. That's for sure. Um, I, but I, but I tried to make the best of it and, and, uh, I, I tried to make myself fit in with everybody, um, and my grades and, and all my friends. So, well, you certainly have made the best of it and, and then some, but I, I, I mean, I wonder how much do you even remember as a child? Do you re recall a lot of that or was it that traumatic where yes, you definitely remember it? I would say that there were some times that i would remember it. I don't remember anything, you know, back from, you know, six, seven, and eight, um, nine, nine and 10, um, was, it was pretty good. And then when I got to, um, kind of towards middle school is, is when it, when it hit real hard, I, I basically had a collapse of lung failure in my right lung when I was, I guess it was, it might have been right after American Idol, and it might have been right before. I'm not too sure, but I had gotten really sick 
Um, and I was put up in the uh, children's hospital for about a week and a half um, as they were just draining fluid and stuff. Um, but I, as I always said, and I was, as my mom always said, is you got to have bad days to have good days. So that's kind of, you know, the little light that was shed on that. That's a great event. attitude. It, it really is, Ethan. And I'll tell you, I want to talk a little bit about one of those really good days, really special days that you had at the age of 13. You had a wish, and that wish came true when you were called on stage to join another guy from Georgia in front of 50,000 fans there with Luke Bryan on stage. So y'all welcome to the stage, Mr. Ethan Payne! Perfect, simple kind of loving, baby, those sure were the days. There was a time our love ran wild and free, and now I'm second guessing everything I see. Do I turn you on and on when I kiss you, baby? Does the sound of me wanting you drive you crazy? Do I have your love? Are there even words to describe what that experience was like? There's not. You know, a lot of my friends, um, you know, when I when I had first met my roommates this year, you know, we all kind of talked about like our lives and and what what's happened, and and that conversation really kind of got brought up. And I told him I was like, um, well, there's kind of like a blackout moment. You just blackout you it was it there was just and I would say it wasn't really white lies but Luke would he would ask me something I'd say oh yeah I've done that yeah I, I did that and then that's kind of how you know he said the one question I do remember is have you ever worn worn in-ear monitors and I was like oh yeah yeah I, I can wear those I got it and I had never worn them so <laughs> I remember that you know those things going I've got my own now and I and I wear them for live shows um but that it was the craziest thing because I you could take one out and you could hear I mean if I don't know if you've ever heard what fifty thousand people screaming sound like but that's exactly what it does but it is it I don't know the way I describe it is just a, it's a living dream I mean it's like you got to pinch yourself to wake up after you just realize you know you've done that that's such a bit and I didn't realize at my age like I I don't I don't know I I think being that young was looking back now was crazy. Um, but in the moment it was, it just felt right. It's funny because a lot of people that are very successful, the one thing that I've noticed they have in common is they're fearless. And the fact that you were willing to say, yes, 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 I did this. I know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a lot of guts and look what it did for you. That's fantastic. Worked out. <laughs> yes, it did. When did you first know that music was your calling, that you had this interest and not only the interest, but the talent for it? My grandma and uh, grandpa had bought me my first guitar um, and that was at the age of eight. And then I, 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 mean, I probably went through thousands of strings. I mean, I would break them constantly. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that I made my family's ears bleed with my guitar playing. Um, and then when I had 
turned, I think I was 11, maybe 12. Um, my mom was like, well, why don't you just get some, why, I'll, you know, I want to sign you up for vocal lessons. I wasn't doing sports at the time. Uh, I had just stopped playing baseball. And so mom was like, well, why don't you just get vocal lessons? So I think it was like, I had probably been taking vocal lessons six months before um, the Luke Bryan Make-A-Wish ordeal. And then um, right after that, I had quit because he was like, I think you should just experience on your own. I think you should learn. That's the only way you're going to learn who you are and your voice is if you just sing along to songs and and figure out how to make them your own. And that's kind of what I what I did. And, and my mom is just she she loves to sing. My brother, my brother loves to sing. Um, and I, I just kind of figured out, I was like, you know, what? well, everybody's in the medical field in my family. So I might as well be that guy out of the family who does not do the medical field. So <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to wish to meet Luke Bryan. And, and I had, and I remember back to that story, I had told all my friends, I was like, oh, I'm singing on stage with him. And that was never the, um, that was never the wish. That was my true wish. Um, but the wish was to only meet him and definitely was able to turn that into something else. So that's awesome. That's all. And I think that mo- at that moment, that's kind of when I knew this is something that I, you know, seriously, I want to take seriously and, and pursue. You got the bug when you heard those 50,000 people screaming. Oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, you, it's just a adrenaline, adrenaline rush that compares to no other. I would say the only thing that can compare to it is, is when it was when I go hunting and and have a big buck walk out. That's probably the only thing that I could compare to that adrenaline rush. Oh my gosh, I should introduce you to my nephew. He is the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you we we just talked uh, Ethan about that that first meeting with Luke and and kind of being out there and, and that experience and kind of getting that bug and then if we fast forward a couple years, you had a chance to reunite with Luke. And you delivered that night one of the most unique and memorable auditions ever on American Idol. In fact, Luke joined you with that. So he did. What, how would you describe that experience on the show? And what did you take from it? What did you learn from being on American Idol back in 2019? I was, before I went and auditioned, I was kind of in a rut um, on where I wanted to be as a musician. I mean, I was 15 years old. I was still in school. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I have to laugh. You're in a rut at 15 with your music. I thought, you know, that's what that's just the the old soul in me. I was like, well, what do I do now? And and I was like, well, I guess I could go try out for American Idol. And and one of the um one of the talent guys, um, you know, scouts had had reached out. You know, I'd originally tried out for America's Got Talent and they denied me from the show. And then he was like, hey. I'm sorry about the last thing, you know, come in and we'll give you an audition. And so I went in front of three judges. Um, I think they were producers and they loved the story. And I think they knew with where American Idol was, this was, this was a perfect story. I mean, that's, you have to, I feel like you, you have to have some type of story to make those shows even better is because that's what they want. And that's what people around the world will connect to. And that story that I have already was great. And then now it's like, this 
American Idol thing had their own story, but it also added into my story that I have. You know, it's a lot of producers, a lot of people up in Nashville tend to not like guys who've gone on these shows. And um, but I think it was one of the smartest things I've done. It grew my fan base. It grew numbers um, and it allowed me way, way, way more opportunities um, not only like I would say whenever I tried out, I was definitely not the strongest vocalist. I definitely did not know how to write. Um, but it did give me a kick in the butt to want to even pursue it even more with the 30 so thousand followers that we had had on Instagram and, um, and then, and everything just leading to another, it, it definitely gave me fire to, to want to keep going. Um, and then it opened up a whole new outlet. Um, for me as a songwriter to to be able to connect with bigger songwriters in town. Um, and it definitely, I would say being on the whole American Idol thing molded me um, into where I needed to be at the time, I would say. Well, that's important. And you definitely have the desire and the courage to do it. And when you're at the age, when you're 15 years old, I mean, that's the moldable age. And and the good thing for you, it seems to me, is that you really had your priorities in order. And you were like, I'm going to learn everything I have to learn from this experience. And speaking of your songwriting, you have a new song coming out, What Grandpas Are For, which we, Bill and I, watched and listened to the video. And it's really, really great. Can you share with our audience the story behind that song and the inspiration? of the special man in your life. Absolutely. So growing up, um, when I was about seven or eight years old, uh, we had before, before seven and eight, we, me and my mom and my dad and my two brothers had moved all around the country, um, for their jobs. And when we moved back to Georgia, I was able to connect with my grandpa on a whole different level. Uh, my parents had gotten a divorce. Um, so I had to seek, uh, you know, a father figure there. And the one person that I latched onto was my grandpa. Um, you know, everything that is in that song from how to drive a truck and how to drive a girl crazy. Like it's all, it's all real. Like he, he taught me everything that I know to, as a guest on the country side of things. Um, you know, he taught me how to wet a line he he and what I mean by that is we call that fishing so if anybody else doesn't understand <laughs> that's good you clarified to, to the northeasterners over here <laughs> we used to catch gators uh down in the ponds oh gosh and I guess it would Monticello Georgia how did huh. you catch gators okay well it was accidental um we were catfishing we were bottle we, were, we caught I caught it bottle catfishing we would take a pvc pipe and a pool noodle and drill two holes in the bottom and tie like a rope and then attach fishing line to the rope and a big hook. And we would, that's how we would catch our catfish dinner. And sometimes we would not catch catfish. We would catch gators and he would just pull the, he would pull the thing out of the water and just right there. And that's what we would have for dinner would be gator tail. So he was definitely one of those like, guys that you know when he walked into the room he was six I think he might have been six six or six five he was huge and and when I was younger he was even bigger to me um but it's just that you know looking up to that guy and that's that's the man that I had my first beer with too so you'd never be able to replace that with anybody else 
that really is amazing, Ethan. And I'll tell you, you you talked about how that song and, and the lyrics, how real they are. And that that's something I want to touch on because, you know, we just talked about just a few short years ago when you were learning to write and then you put this song out. And one thing that I've noticed with your last few songs you put out is that even though you, you're still young in the business, you have an amazing ability to tell stories and to write lyrics that people can relate to and identify with. So as these years have gone by, where are you drawing that inspiration and strength from to write what you're writing now? I would say the last three songs that I've put out have definitely been the strongest songs and the inspiration has it's came from anything that's happened in my life, anything that I've seen, anything that a friend's gone through. Um, so, you know, with the, with the, what grandpas are for song that I put out, um, I wrote that one um, almost two years ago um, in, in Nashville. Uh, it was one of the first rights that I had in Tennessee. And um, it was, it was awesome. So we, sat down in the room and I was like, guys, I lost my granddad. Um, and I would like to write a song about it. And they were like, get a piece of paper and a pen. And we sat down, you know, all the thoughts and the feelings that I was feeling that day. And that's the song that came out of it. Well, it's wonderful that you were able to write that tribute for your grandfather. And we're sorry for your loss because I can tell that's a big one. That's a, a big spear in the heart for you. It but, is. I, I don't usually talk about it a lot, but when, you know, I'm definitely open to talking about it. So, well, we appreciate you, you know, sharing that vulnerability with us and with our viewers. And I'm sure they'll appreciate it. And I'm sure they'll go listen to the song too. We, awesome. we recommend they that. Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say even, um, when we were when we were putting the song out, um, when we were getting everything ready for for press release and everything, um, I, one question was like, "Is this just for grandpas?" And I was like, "Honestly, I said it says it, but it's not." I said it can be interpreted with any type of family member, any type of friend. It's just a, it's something that somebody needs to be able to latch on to to if they've lost somebody. That's the way I wrote it. Yeah, right. and, and I just want to throw in real quick, because um, I know Rosie's got something she wants to ask you about, but Ethan, I just have to tell you, I, I don't know how many times I've watched the video since it came out, and it's only been out a couple of weeks at this point, but I can honestly say that every time I've watched it, I get goosebumps. It's that kind of song, and that's why I said they better watch it, better listen. It really, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. It really is. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate that. I I know that whenever we got it back for final review, I I had two of my buddies here, um, and I have never cried of like watching something that I've done before, and I bawled mm. watching that video. So that's so sweet. That's really that's really great, and I'm sure your friends loved it just as much as you did. They did. You know, when we talked earlier about meeting Luke Bryan and the part that the Make-A-Wish Foundation had in that, um, you're now kind of giving back as a Make-A-Wish ambassador. How rewarding is it for you now to be on the flip side of that? It's 
unreal, actually. We've done a lot of events over the last couple of years. Um, I prefer the Georgia events just because that's where I grew up and we're able to raise money for kids back in my community. Um, but one of the most memorable events that I've been to was one in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, this was last year. And this was the first time I ever got to sign a guitar and auction the guitar that I signed off, like signed. I got to auction it off. And I think it went for like four or $5,000 that got to go back to somebody's wish. So that is, that was the, one of the most rewarding things. It's like a full circle moment. Everything that has happened in my career has been a full circle moment. And I truly believe in that kind of stuff. Um, but it is, at the end of the day, it is the most rewarding feeling to be able to give back to kids that are in need, not know whether their diagnosis or anything. It, it is, I truly believe that it is super important um, for make a wish to be able to grant wishes because I, I do believe that it can cure kids that have illnesses or at least help them. I, I feel like I'm, I'm living proof. Wow. Amen to that. And you know, there's one, one last thing, Ethan, that I wanted to ask you about, and that is something I saw on your website. And it was a statement that said that you, you believe in living life to the fullest. And that's an expression that I've seen and heard. And I actually as aspire to myself, but I really think that everything we've talked about up to this point really is proof that those aren't just words, but you demonstrate it with your actions. And I know that many times people who, who feel that way, that really want to live life to the fullest, they'll often have goals and they might be personal or professional and they're working towards goals. They could be short-term, long-term, intermediate-term or whatever. Do you have any goals right now that you've got set for yourself, either personally or professionally, that you're working toward? I would say personally and professionally, uh, I have, you know, I set out a goal to have almost two months of shows just back to back to back to back to back. And I've already I'm more than halfway through with the, I just booked all of April. Um, every weekend is totally booked in April. So that is amazing. Um, and then half of May is booked. That was more of a professional goal. Um, and then honestly, just being around uh, more of my friends, being in Nashville more um, is definitely a personal goal. It's something that I've struggled with a lot. Um, you know, only being four hours away from Georgia, it's easy to find myself going back home a lot. Um, but, you know, I am, I'm younger. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I try not to use that as an excuse, but at the end of the day, if I have to have one, that's what I use. So I just, I say I'm going home to mom. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Well, you know, those, those ties are strong. There's no oh, yeah. question, but it, you know, yes, it's always good to find the balance of, you know, being with your family, but also kind of carving out a life for yourself as well and figuring out who you are and who you want to be and all of that. So Ethan, it has been just so wonderful. Thank you for opening up to us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me on here and being able to share my story. We appreciate it. And we love your music. You have just a beautiful sound. And it's like we said, you know, in addition to being relatable, it's just you, you have just a beautiful tone. And there's something about your voice that it just draws people in. So we wish you much success. 
And, you know, we'll definitely have to have you back as things keep getting busy for you. So congratulations on all your bookings and thank you for, for coming on the show with us. Thank you very much for having me and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you. And folks, thank you again for tuning in. Check out Ethan Payne. We'll see you next week. day I was born He was the second one there to hold me When my jeans got torn in the second grade I'll never forget what he told me You're gonna skin your knee You gotta be tough when you fall You get back up That's what grandpas are for Sixteen years old I showed up at his front door Heart in my hands, tears on my face The girl I wanted put me in my place He said, don't tell your mama gave me my first beer This ain't the last time love's gonna leave you right here He taught me how to put in the work to make your own luck How to drive a girl crazy, how to drive a truck on a country How our day started out every summer Nose to the grind, hotter than hell We were running them cows and bailing them bales He wasn't there to make things easy Hell, he made me tough as nails And that's what grandpas are for He taught me how to put in the work To make your own luck How to drive a girl crazy How to drive a truck on a country road
chapter four. That's what grandpas are for.